0: NFL Week 3 is here, IBT family, and we want to make sure that you are setting the best lineup as possible. Today, we have you covered with our Week 3 start sits and sleepers. So kick back, enjoy the show, and let's ride on this beautiful Feel Good Friday. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch,
1: coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, checking his style line, see who's up, that over, under, hit to
2: clutch, and I'm trying to avoid getting Carried away With the chest, we
3: Sleeping on a trick play Predicting all of my moves Like they see have replay So I'm running it back Head down, get out of my way
1: Just one thing to say, yeah, but they don't know, something they had not seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green, it got me fading between, yeah, I got, it. and I got it. the in-between fantasy football podcast. Yes.
0: All right, all right, all right. It is Feel Good Friday, September 22nd, 2023. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast is back with you and grateful to be here on such a beautiful afternoon. I am Seth Woolcock and I am joined by a scholar, a gentleman, and yes, a Houston Texans fan, Eric Romoff. Eric, how are we doing today, my friend? What's new in your
2: world? man I am generally doing well I am not so happy with the news on the Texans front looks like another week without Petrie our standout uh, yes. safety and we're probably gonna be looking at better than a month or maybe two without Derek Stingley so Texans news is bleak but hey that's life as a Texans fan the rest of the NFL and fantasy football in week three is absolutely a blast
0: I'm excited you are here with us today because we are like a baked potato and we are fucking loaded on this afternoon. We're going to do our Thursday Night Football recap here in just a second. And then in, in a few minutes, we're also going to have Herms joining us for some start-sit questions. Can't wait to see Herms and his smiling face and all the goodness he has to offer the IBT family today. And then in about 30 or so minutes, we're going to be joined by Chuck Bass. This guy is a ball of energy, a complete ball of energy. So I'm excited to, to talk with Chuck here in a little bit as well. Um, and then we also have the IBT family joining us tonight here as well, Eric, and very excited to have everyone in. And we can't thank them enough for their support. If you are new, we are happy that the YouTube algorithm brought you here. Hit that subscribe button for all the content we have coming your way this season. And also, we don't plug it much, but check out the website. We are firing on all cylinders over there. We have about nine or 10 written pieces coming out each and every week eric so uh but between you and i and the rest of the team we've been pretty busy i'd say
2: oh to say the least right like absolutely jumping in with both feet now that the season's here you know it it felt like the off season was busy as we're 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 ramping up the kickoff and we had no idea right the the content dial has been turned all the way to 11 and as always it is it is as good as you can find out there right like the analysis is spot on but everything out there on the website it's just it's a fun read right it's engaging it's not it's not a big you know numbers dump it's not like a math quiz yeah. I I love reading the the stuff we're pushing out on the website
0: I appreciate that Eric let's go ahead let's jump into the first segment of the afternoon and uh look it was a pretty fun Thursday night football game closer than many thought it would be here in some front and center Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do
2: give it a chance you'll we'll be begging in more. Save this spot just for you. We're all somewhere in the sweet. I'm glad
1: you come to the Just trying to have some fun. fun. Ain't gotta worry no, about something not, not what it, it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. At least I so
3: thought it's just in Break news. <laughs> Front and center.
0: Alright, so it was The 49ers who come out on top on this Thursday night affair. 441 yards for the Niners versus just 150 for the Giants. Um, And the 49ers, they really controlled this one. It was closer than it should have been for a while. Had the ball for over 39 minutes of possession time here. And uh, just in general, before we jump into the winners and losers and look at the fancy aspect of it, what do you think of this game from a better's angle or just from a fan perspective, Eric? I feel like we haven't got the, the the best Thursday night slate so far this season.
2: Oh, how easily we forget, right? <laughs> Just a week ago, we got a barn burner with Philadelphia and Minnesota. And I think we kicked off that next Friday show talking about how that is the exception and not the rule, right? Usually yeah. these Thursday games are a little bit closer to booty. And uh, and this one did not disappoint, right? I think at one point the Giants had a had a lead, had a field goal lead, and they were able to get uh, to get san francisco into some long third downs pretty routinely in that first quarter and then san francisco just converted all of them and put up like 200 yak uh yards and and just completely ran away with this one right so a little bit interesting you know to to start the the first quarter but ultimately this this was a laugher when it was all said and done
0: yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, feel bad for the Giants fans. But uh, hey, man, you get to wake up in probably New Jersey or New York somewhere. So, so be thankful, Giants fans. Uh, I see we got Ray in the chat already. Ray, we'll get to your questions really? here in just a couple minutes. We can get into our next segment um let's look at the fantasy aspect from this third straight game from christian mccaffrey with 22 plus ppr points he's been as good as advertised here i don't think there's anything else to say on that front eric um but we did see some action out of the 49ers pass catchers no brandon iuk suiting up here uh but debo samuel looked like debo samuel six for 129 and one exited with a rib injury came back into the game caught a really nice touchdown and then george kittle man it was like when I use away, Kittle will play here Uh seven for 90 from George Kittle. I think like, that's what George Kittle is at this point, Eric. Like he's a great play. If we don't have a Debo or a CMC or an Ayuk out there. But after that, I don't think he, he has much value um when it doesn't come to just streaming a tight end,
2: you know, to, to a degree, right. He'll, he'll certainly, he certainly got a better chance at his, at his ceiling games when, you know, one of those key pieces is out. And obviously, His floor is incrementally higher right like there aren't a whole lot of guys you know outside of the top three at the position that are going to catch seven balls on any given yeah that's a good point you know you know with that like he's 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 kind of like he's like a plus version of the tight end middle class when when this san francisco (laughs) team is at full strength right like his touchdown upside is a little bit higher than that you know those kind of pedestrian guys and, you know, the, they, they like to go to him in these high leverage situations, right? In the red zone, on third down. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's not going to be your three for 30 type. But if you get a guy that's consistently, you know, five for 50 as his median point, like that's, that's a pretty solid outing in today's tight end world.
0: Yeah, I think I would be trying to capitalize. Like I honestly, if anyone wanted to pay me a decent position player for George Kittle right now after that performance, I'd be willing to make that swap and then Try to grab me a Jake Ferguson, a Hayden Hurst, a Hunter Henry off the waiver wire. Let's look at Brock Purdy here, man. Easiest bet in the world right now is Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns every game. It seems like he's hitting this. It's going to be mindless money pretty soon, I feel like. uh 25 or 37 for Purdy, 310 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, this guy's on pace for over 30 touchdowns this season. He looks better than I think a lot of people gave him credit coming into the season, especially off that gruesome elbow surgery.
2: Yeah I, I think that is the uh the the point to underscore your your ladder right and uh the Amazon team was kind enough to provide us a disgusting diagram of how his elbow repair surgery went um that's not exactly what I was looking for with my my Thursday night football but it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it is interesting right it sounds like they took a pretty innovative approach and it's got him back you know throwing much faster than we we typically see guys you know uh coming back from Tommy John's with in terms of, of MLB pitchers, right? So you oh, know, yeah. I mean credit, credit to them. You know, they they leaned on some some breaking some brown breaking groundbreaking technology to yeah. get him on the field faster. And he he looks to be the the guy that we saw down the stretch run last year, right? Like he's never going to be the reason why they win but in such a sophisticated offensive system if you have a guy that understands it that knows where those you know where those windows are going to be and knows where his players are going to be and has the timing figured out like that is very very effective right you know i i don't know if i would go as far to say that you know over one and a half touchdowns every week is a lock right dude it's pretty close i mean it's his touchdown rate is just it's just it's very low right like four percent is right around league average they they don't throw enough to where i would say lock it in at over one and a half but in in terms of you know the his his median scoring projection he'll he'll be right there right i, I don't think it's mailbox money yet but it's it'll be a pretty comfy bet in most games
0: um just to touch on the giants here dog ship performance I I mean, oh man, this franchise looks so good six seven months ago when we were riding the high going in the playoffs after beating the Vikings, and it's just been a downhill turn ever since. I think I'm done rostering New York Giants players outside of Danny Dimes, Darren Waller, and Saquon Barkley. And I guess if if you need running back depth or if you have Barkley, Matt Breida, um, but really outside of that, like if you listen to me on Z- Isaiah Hodgins this summer, I apologize. I'm sorry about it that was a terrible call i i I don't think we can trust any of these pass catchers at this point it's just a a roulette wheel here eric
2: yeah but i mean i think that was kind of the advice on on isaiah hodgins anyways right it was like someone that you can stash on the backside of your bench that you know maybe this offense you know gets humming and he has a big role in it and you know while the while the productivity hasn't really been there yet for him i mean he's he's on the field a, a fair amount right like it's, oh, he
0: he is the X. It, There's no doubt about it's,
2: it. it. It's kind of a weird comp to make, but I, I see a lot of I see a lot of Kansas City in the fantasy outlook for this team, right? Yeah, like you yeah. you know, like the, the quarterback's interesting, certainly more interesting for Mahomes. The tight end is gonna be where most people get their Giants exposure, as well as the running back. And in the wide receivers, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be spinning the wheel, right? Like a couple of guys in, in the case of the Giants. Slayton and Hodgins are on the field a ton but they don't throw to the wide receiver very often and then just like a mishmash of random guys getting like five to 12 routes every single week right Paris Campbell Jalen Hyatt we saw Wandell Robinson come back last week right so like those situations are very difficult to navigate from a fantasy perspective but if you're in a deep bench league you know if, if if you rostered him and there's not a there's not an appealing ad to you know, go out there. I, I don't think you necessarily have to cut bait on an Isaiah Hodgins yet, but I, I certainly am not putting him in the starting lineup with any confidence.
0: I've I've cut I've cut bait and I had him everywhere because I feel like there are a little bit more appealing options. But you are 100 yeah, percent right. Like 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 if this offense gets going, it could be through Hodgins. So guys, keep giving us your questions here, and let's go ahead and get into our next segment here. Uh, we're gonna bring in a special guest to do some start sits with you in matchup management. <laughs> Who you got? got. Match up management. Who's it gonna be? be. Right. Right. Who's it gonna be? We're gonna tell you who? that here today, and ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by someone from the great state of Maryland. He's a fantasy football analyst from Draft Sharks, and he's a fucking weapon at karaoke, my friends. Guys, give it up for Herms. How we doing today, Herms?
3: I'm chilling, man. It's uh, we're we're in the thick of this already. I am like surprised at how quickly time <laughs> yeah. passes, but you know, it, we're, it's football. We're here. We're doing it.
0: <laughs> how about it, man? I feel like a couple weeks ago, you know, we're just like, oh, it's gonna be a great season, and then we've seen so much shit go down so quickly here in a matter of two weeks. It's unreal.
3: I, dude, I flying by some ways good some ways bad because injuries suck unfortunately we've seen a lot of those so i imagine that we're gonna have a very <laughs> long list of difficult starts and sits, but you know if it helps to know even even your uh even your industry people are struggling with their teams too
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely there, Herms. We appreciate you joining us, man. Looks like we got some love in the chat for Herms already from Toronto, Dave. What's up, Dave? Thanks for joining us. Mr. Scampers. Oh, he's in the morning still. He's over there on the West Coast. Lucky you, Mr. Scampers. Good to see you. We got Ray still in the chat hanging out. Ricky. Thank you guys all for tuning in tonight. Uh, We're going to give you guys the best start-sit advice we can because, like Herm said, it it might might be kind of gross, some of the shit coming out of our mouth today. Uh, Writing my column yesterday felt a little bit weird, just some of the starts and the sits I was recommending, having to take (laughs) shots at at guys like Eric's all-in picks, Justin Fields. I've been taking the shots. Uh, Here's a trade question from Ray to start us out here. Trade Barkley, Christian Watson, Kareem Hunt, and Christian Kirk for Joe Mixon, Kenneth Walker and Mike Evans. Oh man, that is a that is a, a a big a big price we're paying. But Eric, I know you're kind of reading over this. Um a, a lot to take in here. Any initial reads?
2: I generally don't like these massive trades, right? Like Yeah. Um you know, if if you're if you're talking about the dynasty context, fine. Um but you know, overall, I think this one probably comes out pretty close to a wash you know i'm i'm not as concerned about barkley for the duration of the season as some people are uh i definitely like trying to sell and take advantage of the kareem hunt type because certainly people certainly. are acting like he's going to be the starter and he is probably going to be the third wheel in this backfield but the i mean the guys that you're getting in return are incremental upgrades to some of the pieces that you're you're letting out the door right So. Overall, I I think you're probably getting the better side of this one with the the mix in Walker-Evans side, but I don't know how much it moves the needle for you.
0: I almost think I would rather kind of trade these pieces off incrementally, Herms, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like he is selling Barkley at his low and Christian Watson at his low. Those are guys who could be game wreckers if they come back healthy. Are you willing to make this move if you're Ray?
3: Based off of the running backs on the bench with uh montgomery pierce and all that like yeah honestly like i don't love it either i, I yeah. get where you're coming from seth like you know in a perfect world you could package these things together separately and just try and get it done that way but as somebody who is also struggling to fill a lineup spot without david yeah. montgomery you can't you can't yeah. really make yeah, a lot you of would- economic choices at this point all right we're not we're not living in that world (laughs) that's the tough part so i i get it it's not my favorite thing in the world but at the same time if you can't set a good lineup and you can't win (laughs) then you know you don't want to you don't want to rack up too many l's early in the season like statistically speaking yep make the fantasy playoffs like the better your record is early the more insulated you are missing out on the playoffs later like this is just the game that we play so i get it
0: yeah it, it does suck and i imagine if if you have this team you could be one and one oh and two at this point so you need to make the move and you are getting two running back twos like like solid rb twos uh in return so not the worst trade ever there ray I uh, appreciate the advice there from herms we got ricky here saying uh he needs us to pick three of terry mclaurin tyler lockett josh reynolds and jacoby myers Oh, Herms, how do you feel about this one? I I have a lot of loves for Josh Reynolds, but he's been dealing with uh, an injury all week long, as well as ASRB over there for the Lions.
3: Oh, that makes me so sad, especially because once upon a time, I was convinced that Josh Reynolds was going to be, like, really good. But that's beside the point and not really part of the question. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I mean, dude, McLaurin, you got to throw him out there. Lockett, you got to throw him out there. So it kind of just really comes down to Reynolds. Myers and I uh, I Seth I hate to do this but uh, you 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 know our boys over there in Pittsburgh oh yeah <laughs> are not Little lurs hate look like the front seven is very scary okay like oh if, yeah like if you can get the ball out good for you okay like Garoppolo best of luck you know trying to you know stay on your feet this weekend but if the ball actually does leave your hands uh, beating the secondary is not the most difficult thing in the world to do. <laughs> so there's part of me that's like, ah, all right, well, if Jacoby Myers is ready to go, then wheels up for that guy. So that's how I think I feel. It's, it's a little bit of Steelers fan self-loathing that goes into that. And then also yeah. the fact that, I mean, Josh Reynolds is a little bit banged up. So I think I'm just going to stick with uh, McLaurin, Lockett and Myers.
0: Yeah, I'm with you here, man. Until Joey Porter Jr. gets really up to speed and we can trust him in that secondary, I, I I'm with you. I do love Josh Reynolds. Eric, w- would you be sitting Reynolds with Herms and I in this one?
2: I would be sitting Reynolds with okay. both you and Herms in this one, and I I think it's important to qualify. Like we have we have plenty of Josh Reynolds love on the ibt podcast yes, right? Sir. Like yes sir Seth's going to talk about it later but he absolutely mashed josh reynolds as his short sure thing sleeper of the week last week i actually used to work with josh reynolds auntie shout out chrissy if you happen to be watching right now okay but okay this, this week josh reynolds specifically has a horrendous matchup he's going to be lining up against aj terrell on the vast majority of his snaps and aj terrell kind of looks like the 2021 version of himself that got all pro nods he's allowing like of 46% catch rate. So very quickly, this Atlanta defense is looking like one that funnels a lot of the pass game into the center of the field again. And that's just not where Reynolds plays.
0: Okay. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, we got Katie saying, nice crew you got here today, boys. Appreciate you, Katie. Uh, and hey. then Mr. Scampers with a question for us. Half PPR, he needs to. Samaj P. Ryan at Miami. Gabe Davis against the Washington football team. Yeah, I love the WFT in there. And then uh, Christian Kirk versus Houston. Do you have an initial, uh, a, a, a initial lean here, Herms? Is, is there anything that sticks out to you?
3: I can't get behind putting samaj ap run in lineups there's one team no two teams of mine specifically we're like it'd be super cool if he was good right now because i could really (laughs) use the help (laughs) unfortunately it just hasn't really been like the first game they gave him a pretty decent amount of touches but then last week he kind of just like disappeared a little bit And at this point, like, this Broncos offense is just kind of weird. And also that Miami defense is, like, sneaky good. So, like, even if they did mix in a good amount of Javante Williams and P. Ryan, (laughs) I don't know how that's going to go, man. So, yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk, just go for it, whatever. Week one was probably fluky. Like, when you get that many targets last week, it just announces to everybody, hey, he's back. So, go for that. But, yeah, between P. Ryan and Gabe Davis, like, I don't know, the – commander's secondary is also not very good. Uh, I they understand... got torched
0: by Russ last weekend, yeah. Yeah,
3: so like, trusting a guy like Gabe Davis is a little bit ballsy, but if you're going to do it, it's in situations like this. So I, I'd rather go with the boom-bust surprise than what's likely going to be a, a whimper and a disappointment from B-Run
0: four to five points maybe maybe he gets in the end zone but yeah i'm with you gabe davis i think can exploit this washington secondary we just saw russell wilson hit a couple crazy deep shots in week two and christian kirk eric your boys are banged up in the secondary i i i I think they're gonna have a great day they're gonna make right on what happened last weekend in kansas city your thoughts on this one for mr scampers
2: yeah, so um because of those injuries in the Texans secondary, Christian Kirk will see the vast majority of his routes run against Grayland Arnold. Um if you don't know that name, you are in good company because he hasn't really <laughs> done anything of note in the NFL, right? So like All right. his matchup is uh is very very favorable for for Kirk. Uh, I mean, look with with Davis, like you're always going to be rolling the dice on you know, a one catch for seven yard outing or a for sure. five catch for 180 yard two touchdown outing, right? So like, I, I think those two paired together specifically actually works out pretty well. because so I think you can you can project a pretty solid volume for Kirk and then you can sort of absorb that variance that, that Davis brings.
0: And uh, here we got a question from Brandy saying, trade ETN, Amon Ross, St. Brown and Jacoby or uh, Jerome Ford for Stefan Diggs Oh, no. And Josh Jacobs. I No, no way. No way am I doing this. I, Josh Jacobs looks like a shell of himself right now. ETN's going to have a better days ahead, starting here, I think, in Houston this week as well. Uh, ASRB will get healthy, and you got an RB2 and Ford. Any disagreements from you, gentlemen?
3: Whenever I turn off my camera uh, on StreamYard, there's supposed to be like a little audio picture card of a sign that just says no that's that's what oh. i was trying to do <laughs> a nice nice visual effect uh please no i i i get where maybe the idea spawned from
0: yeah for sure you know
3: sure like not gonna just like throw a ton of water on it and be like what are you doing dig might
0: be the best player in this trade so i get that
3: yeah so like you know and maybe jacobs bounces back but at this point etn like it's the fact that it's like Etienne Rot, like already so good. But then on top of that, the gift that has been given to you in the form of Jerome Ford. <laughs> Jerome. Do not spoil the gift from the universe that is Jerome Ford for something like this. You know, like, yes. I, I can't get there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just categorically, I, I don't like this this trade for the outcome. But also the context that's that's missing here randy you you might be concerned about the kareem hunt signing and that's certainly your prerogative i promise you that there are people in your league who are not as worried about it as you are and you can get more sending ford out the door than as kind of a throw-in piece on sort of a a net neutral deal okay
0: here we got one another one from mr scampers o'connell rolled out acres for this week ppr guillotine alexander madison versus the chargers hollywood brown versus dallas I actually like Hollywood. I think he's going to get a lot of junk time. We just saw uh, the digs go down to a torn ACL yesterday in practice. Really sad to see that. So I think there's going to be some question marks in Dallas' the secondary. I think Joshua Dobbs has run for his life in this one, but I think he could hit Hollywood. I-, I think Hollywood is safer here. However, this might be the last smash spot for Alexander, Madison, Eric.
2: It very well might be. Um, and I actually sounds like i have kind of the opposite take i think alexander madison is probably the safer play of the two here right you know at least in so much as acres isn't sniffing around and chipping away into that opportunity That's share point. which is very much so the only thing of value that alexander madison has to offer right like yeah he, he has almost an 80 percent opportunity share which is just bananas in today's nfl so in a matchup that is easily one of, if not the most favorable matchup to opposing running backs, the guy that's going to get the vast majority of the workload holds value, right? You know, if this one ends up shooting out, you know, maybe that ships away into the number of carries that he's going to get. But I think Madison's floor is probably the safest here. You know, with with Hollywood versus Dallas, right? Like there there is a decent chance of, of some junk time production, but that can kind of go either way, right? That can be routed to Ertz that can be routed to the outside to Wilson. Um, So you're, you're kind of rolling the dice there. And and usually for these, for these flex plays, especially in a guillotine league early in the season, I'm just trying to survive in advance, right? Like I want a guy (laughs) that's got a safe floor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Herms, do you play in any guillotine leagues and also your thought here on Madison versus Hollywood?
3: I play in one. And if it's the one that I think it is, then scampers, I think you should definitely, definitely play (laughs) Hollywood (laughs) Brown because it's the riskier (laughs) choice. And I would like <laughs> to continue surviving. So, no, like, yeah, I mean, I, I ended up in one, like, with Scampers is in it. So, like, I'm there's a decent chance that this is a conflict of interest for me. But like, honestly, though, genuinely speaking, like, yeah, Matt Madison. Look, like, for the reasons that were said, it, there's at least a somewhat of a guarantee of touches that are definitely going his way. Like now, granted, Hollywood Brown credit where credit's due. So far, I think wide receiver 32, at least before Thursday night football. Yeah, and he's right in that three range. Yep. So like, you know, like not bad considering the state of that Arizona offense. But yeah, in a situation like this where it's literally do or die, <laughs> you 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 just gotta go with uh you just gotta go with the safety.
0: All right, yeah, maybe maybe they'll feed him a little bit as well. Um, after after bringing in Cam Akers and uh, resting him this week, trade Kyron Williams and Calvin Ridley for Stefan Diggs. Wow, this is this is tough. I like y- you're selling high, like, or I don't know if you're selling high. You're selling Kyron where he like like you are upgrading. You are getting the best player in this trade by far. But Kyron Williams right now is a sit and forget it RB one. And uh, is it real or not? I don't know. Herms, your, your thoughts on
3: Kyron Williams a, 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 and shipping him and Ridley out? I mean, I, 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 I'm I assuming this is redraft because this is the time of year that we're in. I do create some dynasty content, but when I'm thinking about start sets and stuff, like my brain's in redraft mode, okay? And when it comes to trades and stuff, my brain's in redraft mode, unless yep. otherwise specified. So in that situation, no, do not do that. Because it, kind of like I was saying before about Jerome Ford, it's like you haven't given a gift. From the fantasy oh, gods, oh
0: yeah! How about it? In the
3: form it? of Kyron Williams, you do not ruin this. Get because honestly, think about it. Like Calvin Ridley, and Stephon Diggs, within the same tier practically. So you're just exchanging a like tier one or tier two receiver for a different tier two or tier one wide receiver. And hey, here's a free running back to go right, with. Right, it. like I, I can't get behind that. For right. me
2: on this deal, I am in lockstep with with your analysis right like yes digs is an incremental improvement to to ridley over the course of the season right i mean there's going to be multiple times throughout the year where they're probably going to be you know kind of flip-flopping ahead and behind each other in terms of where they finish week over week and so for that you're basically giving away kyron williams for nothing right for you know an incremental advantage in like i don't know five of the remaining 12 weeks or whatever it might be um so you know that is That is a minuscule return. If you're worried about Kyron Williams, it's probably because of his size and whether or not he'll be able to maintain his workload over the course of the season, that's fine. Just go sell him by himself. And I promise you, you can get more than, you know, uh, 20 or so net points difference over the course of the season.
0: Uh, A couple more questions here. Uh, We got, hey guys, uh, here, don't even know what that name is. We're going to call you ASD um appreciate you tuning in man hey guys pick two wide receivers godwin jacoby myers mclaurin amari cooks oh lord oh lord godwin cooper how do you feel about it eric are you also going cooper
2: i am also going cooper and i am also going godwin he's uh he's one spot ahead of terry for for me
0: All right, here we got one from Carlin saying start Jake Ferguson, Taysom Hill, Kate Auden, or Dalton Kincaid at tight end this week. I think something we have to preface with this is Dalton Dalton Knox has not been practicing in full this week. I think if he's out, I think the upside lies with Kincaid. Jake Ferguson against the Cardinals is not a bad go either. And we heard earlier in the week from Simon, he's firing up Taysom Hill. I think we can expect probably five to ten carries for Taysom Hill. Herms, do you have an initial lie here?
3: I think I would just – I would go with Kincaid because the fixed amount of touches kind of feels the safest of all of them. But the Taysom Hill thing is so tempting because, you know, of course, the New Orleans Saints would be the team like – we're still waiting on Camara to come back. Jamal Williams is out. Okay, what are we going to do with these running back touches and blah blah blah. I know, instead of giving it to the rookie that we drafted and all of that stuff, why don't we just hand it to Taysom Hill? <laughs> Cuz for some like I don't know. I rostered Alvin Kamara in my home league for many many years. This is the first year I didn't keep him as a keeper. It's somebody else's problem now. But the just Taysom Hill ruins lives. Okay. He comes out here, he vultures those touches right there in the red zone, right when <laughs> you need the most. And it just happens. So, you know, maybe yeah. Oh, I think I'm I'm tempted to go aside and just agree with the Taysom Hill thing. Because it's risky, but it also just makes so much
0: sense. For the second time this week, Eric, will you also back a Taysom Hill call out of out of left field here? God.
2: Um I feel it's necessary to have at least one person fading Taysom Hill on every single <laughs> live stream across this great land. I, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the argument that, that Simon made for it was perfectly cogent and very much so defendable. I think Herm's argument was spot on too, right? Like, clearly the saints are just like the captain of team chaos. So this is very much so well represented on their range of outcomes. But, you know, for me, you know, especially if, if Knox is going to be out, Kincaid is, is just such a, a, a clear choice above the rest of these. I would put Taysom too, but I mean, Kincaid is, I mean, he's barely even playing in line as it is. So they're yeah. already treating him essentially like a big slot. And if he gets even incrementally more work with with Dawson Knox out, he could be in line for a huge week. So Hill would be fun. If you feel like getting froggy and click that button, I'm not going to be mad at you, but I'll go Kincaid here.
0: Yeah, I, I think if I really give a fuck about this league, Carlin, I, I'm playing Kincaid. I think it's the smarter thing to do. Taysom Hill might be a little more fun, <laughs> uh, but it's also, a you know, swing your nut sack over your shoulder type of shit right there as well. So Herms, I can't thank you enough for joining us here today. We're going to get in some sure thing sleepers right around the corner. We have another guest lined up for you guys. We'll take some more questions if you have any for us. But Herms, we are going to let you go. So tell us where we can find you and how we can best support you uh, throughout the remainder of the season, my man.
3: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I made it for this one. Uh, (laughs) You can can follow me on Twitter at HermsNFL, and you can find all of my written work over at DraftSharks.com. I've got got some weekly articles. I do a Dynasty Player Spotlight series. So, you know, depending on what happens this Sunday or Monday, there will be somebody specifically that I talk about that's interesting. And then just all sorts of other stuff over there on the site. We got content for everybody in every kind of league, and it's awesome.
0: Hell yeah, man. Well, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy week number three, my friend. And we'll catch you here soon. And uh, everyone here on the YouTube channel, stay put and let's get into some Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. Sure thing.
1: It's the Sure thing. Sleepers of the week.
0: This is your thing. Sure thing. Sleepers of the week. And this afternoon, we are joined by a newer friend of the in between fantasy football podcast. He's a senior writer at this guy sucks. He's the host of Dynasty Hour. I met him during our live draft event a a couple months ago. And let me just tell you, this guy's the fucking life of the party. Give it up for the man. the (laughs) the legend, Chuck Bass. What's up, my friend?
1: What's happening? I just ripped a double espresso and I got a cold brew. Um, I'm going to try and give you guys everything that I have right now.
0: <laughs> I appreciate I'm it, man. Ready? Chuck, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. First time on the podcast. Uh, you're bringing <laughs> the energy already, my man.
1: Uh, I'm putting on a good front because, guys, I am dying on the inside from this season. <laughs> um, I'm getting smacked around like a rag doll, and it's been pretty fun, to be honest. Um, I've definitely <laughs> had more depressings. I don't know what it is, but just the way it's, I think it's because it's happening to everybody. So I almost feel like, um, we're all sharing this pain. Um, I lost to Eric in our quarterback league by like less than a point, which if you know anything about that league, it's nearly impossible. The average margin of victory in that league is like 35 points. Um, so (laughs) it, it, it's just, it's that kind of year, but it's okay. The bucks are two and oh. um, met you guys at the uh, expo, so my average baseline has already been raised, and I'm ready to get into some sleepers. All right, Chuck,
0: so welcome to Sure Things Sleepers (laughs) of the Week. We are looking for 10 PPR points from either a running back or a receiver ranked outside the top 30 or a quarterback or tight end ranked outside the top 15 that you think can fit inside the top 15. So what do you have for us, man? I will say we're fucking heating up. We're fucking heating up over here. We had Josh Reynolds last week. Uh, Eric hit Rashid Shaheed. So where are you sending us with your inaugural Sure thing Sleeper of the Week?
1: This is definitely the adult podcast because you're letting it fly today, and I'm absolutely all <laughs> about it on this Friday. I, I love it. Uh, and I want you guys to know that I'm an honest guest. All right, I do not cheat, but we're going for deep tracks today. Uh, the state of Florida is about to have the first tank battle on domestic soil in American history, and it's time for all of us to pick a side. And I'm going with the darling of the fantasy football community, Tank Dell.
0: Hell yeah, hell, yeah. dude, I love the play. Um, <laughs> I might have a I also have a sleeper from the same team, so I, I totally get nice. the appeal though here. C.J. Stroud, fourth most passing attempts on the season mm-hmm. right now. And I feel like the Texans have decided, mm-hmm. hey, if we're going to fucking lose, we're going to lose in style and make it an exciting brand of football. So is is yeah. that pretty much why you're leaning Tank Dells? You just think there's going to be a lot of garbage time here for him down in Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, this is – and this is what I was laughing about when you guys were just talking about this with Herms about this matchup. Um, there's a lot of things to like about this one in particular. So he's got a firm grip on the slot roll. He's running almost 60% clip out of the slot. Uh, we've had two games of Nico Collins dominating, but he's only played five more snaps overall than Tank. So he's right there with him. Uh, I don't need to wax poetic about CJ Stroud and how poised he's looked over two games, but the Texans have led the league in garbage time play. So I don't see why that wouldn't continue. Uh, that's really what the play here is garbage time. Um, The Jags have been getting a bath from slot wide receivers over the first two games between how the Colts used Michael Pittman and sky Moore last week, which is like, like, wow, I can't even another sentence. I never thought that I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and, and this is really also just like a huge get right game for the Jaguars offense, who I think has been buttoned up for a couple of games and there's no better defense right now to do that against than this Texans back seven. So you combine that with, you know, the Texans inability to run the ball. And I think, another 10 targets and God knows how many yards for the tank over this weekend.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll take your tank Dell and I will raise it to my Robert Woods here. (laughs) I get the the appeal of tank Dell, but I want the guy who's leading the team in red zone targets. Oh, that's Robert Woods three baby. I want the guy who's still running the most snaps. 24 more than the next receiver on this offense. It's Bobby Trees, baby. Second most nice. in targets to Nico Collins. And like you, I'm expecting a huge day in garbage time here. For yep. I like all the Texans wide receivers. I know it sounds crazy, but I would start all three of them this week. The number two and three cornerbacks for the Texans, Stingley. Uh t- 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 how do you say that first name? Taverier Thomas?
1: Yeah, let's crowdsource that. Can we get a pronunciation from the chat?
0: Yeah, yeah, Tavariere. T- T- We're going go <laughs> to go to uh, Thomas. They are doubtful, and Jalen Petrie, also questionable as well. So, I, Eric, I, I just think your secondary is about to get roasted. Trevor Lawrence is pissed off about losing last week when he could have won if Zay Jones would have got a fucking foot in bounds. So I'm all over the Texans. Two times. I'm all over Bobby Trees as well. Uh, your thoughts on our calls on the Texans wide receivers not named Nico Collins
2: yeah i mean i'll I'll add nico collins to the mix i think all all three of them should be um should be in play and are worthy of being rostered in in week three you know that uh the the two misses to zay jones on the end zone are just part of the story right jacksonville (laughs) essentially had four passing touchdowns last week that just narrowly Mm -hmm. didn't get completed foot didn't get out didn't hold on to it whatever it was right so if you know if if even half of those convert (laughs) the other way we're looking at some major garbage time for the Texans to, to make up make up for. And specifically, kind of goes underreported, no Brown was put on the IR, right? So that was really the point where Tank Dell stepped into that that starting slot role. That is very much so his. And while you guys picked different players, they, they're not really competing with each other for, for playing time, right? Like they are both going to be out here for the vast majority of snaps in a game where CJ Shroud is probably going to push for 40-plus pass attempts again. You know, this This Jacksonville secondary has been exposed through two weeks. You know, they, they'll probably make a few adjustments, but ultimately I, I think we're going to see the points really rack up, and specifically that's going to come through the air for the Texans.
0: Mr. Scamper is in the chat saying, Eric, you must take John Mechie. I don't think we mm-hmm. want to go that deep here.
1: <laughs> uh, this it, is like why Houston, the like the Houston Bottle Service Wars is what this feels like right now, if you guys yeah. saw that. That's how I feel like this podcast is.
0: <laughs> uh we got wide in the chat saying it's pronounced to very t- thomas still can't, can't say it. Still <laughs> great, great help wyatt we appreciate it <laughs> appreciate it he's saying that he's gonna get burned by texans wide receivers this week uh all right eric the-, the floor is yours my friend who is your sure thing sleeper of the week is it john mechie is it dalton schultz are we staying in this game or are we venturing
2: away yeah, so late round draft pick by the Texans, Xavier Hutchinson. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> oh, to man. a uh, a nasty situation, and that is the Cleveland Browns passing game. I'm gonna go with Elijah Moore. Oh, um, oh this...
1: my backup choice. Let's go. Yes.
2: All right. This is this is this is why me and Chuck ended up so close in in last week's. QB Dia league Moore. matchup because we're <laughs> we're in lockstep. Elijah Moore is on the field a ton for the for the Cleveland Browns. You know, the, the talk over the course of the offseason was that their intention was to really lean on the passing game and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we haven't seen that play out so well through two weeks, but now with with Nick Chubb on IR and no longer, you know, that that steady force, that stabilizing force in the backfield, I think we actually will see them throw a considerably uh, at a considerably greater clip this week and the matchup against tennessee is ideal they've allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up in the slot uh, on the young season that is very much so elijah moore's role in this offense and lining up in that slot he's probably going to see a pretty fair amount of sean murphy bunting the player that gave up eight receptions for two touchdowns oh, yeah. and 111 yards mm-hmm. last week alone Obviously, that was to Keenan Allen, so I'm not saying that Elijah Moore is Keenan Allen, but he plays a very similar role, and I like this to be one of his ceiling weeks and for him to get past that 10-point threshold.
0: God, I fucking hate Elijah Moore. I'm going to be honest. I've always been (laughs) strongly (laughs) off him. But he carved Double up the Steelers birds last week. Uh, yeah, he 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 got us a couple times last week for a couple of crucial first downs. Uh, luckily TJ Watt cleaned that game up. Your thoughts on Elijah Moore, Chuck, because it seems like you're all in it as well.
1: Um, I love it. And he he laid out the case beautifully. So I'll just I'll put on some little um amuse bouge appetizers between a little between course stuff. Um, I think he's the only player on that team that looks um explosive. And I know that's a very weird thing to say because they do have some talent. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson is really struggling to throw wide receivers open. Um, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones are really just these big body types, you know, making contested catches the way they're using him. And they lose Nick Chubb. I mean, they're going to have to retool what this offense looks like a little bit. And they have the pieces to do it. So I like, you know, that's usually where opportunities lie in fantasy and when offenses start to sort of unlock themselves with guys that are either on the wire or on the bench or something like that. And they elevate themselves to, um, you know, being greater than the sum of their parts. And you're right. This matchup in particular is the excellent, excellent opportunity for him to do so.
0: Guys, can't thank everyone in the chat for supporting us so much over here on YouTube. Uh, If you guys are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Come back. Hang out with us again. We like to have fun over here, help you guys win championships and cash along the way. Uh, But, Chuck, I know you're doing the same type of thing, bringing good vibes, good fancy advice to people here this season. So tell us how we can best support you, our friend.
1: Oh, let's see here. Uh, Interact with all of my tweets so I can get that sweet, sweet ad revenue money from Elon. That would be great. That's always cool. (laughs) Um, But no, but in reality, uh, so I host the This Guy Sucks podcast available on, um, you know, Spotify, Apple, all that jazz. I just do a weekly award show uh, where I kind of just roast everybody and anybody that heard us because they heard us and we all know it. And we all need it's very cathartic. And it'll show you that somebody out there is struggling with this uh, much more than you are. So it's maybe even a little bit more um, confidence boosting, morale boosting, all the good stuff.
0: Awesome, man. Well, guys, make sure you go over there, support Chuck and everything he's doing. Open up a new tab on online right now. Go over to Twitter, call <laughs> him at Chuck Bass FF. You can find me at between underscore Seth FF and Eric at Fantasy Nav. And uh, check out the site too, guys. We got a bunch of good content between there and our YouTube coming out right now. It's a busy time, but we love it. and wouldn't have it any other way. And good luck in week number three of the fantasy football season. We'll see you on Tuesday to react to all the madness. Until then... You know what to do, keep it in between.